one time. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, all I need is one mic, one beat. One stage, Welcome to the time is now. I am your host, Mike Stafford. It is Friday, September the 1st. All right, let's get to it. MLB season is wrapping up soon. Who's getting ready for the pennant race? I am. The WNBA season is near the end as well. Who you got winning it all? But first, football season is back. That's right. That's right. So let's get to it. Let's talk about it. Um, so we're going to have a great show this week. Sit back, relax, and I'll see you on the other side. Soon, sit from the stars, sun and the moon, and it's like a police chaser, street sweepers and coppers, kids with no conscience, leaving victims from doctors, if you really think you're ready to die, with doubt, this is what Nas is about, the time is now. All I need is one mic, that's all I need, all I need is one mic, All right, everybody, welcome back. We have so many things we can talk about. We got MOB, we got the WNBA, we even got a little bit of wrestling we can talk about. We got the U- we got the U.S. Open we can talk about, but we got to talk about what's king in the United States. What's king in the United States is the NFL. We all knew that. We knew that. We knew that going into it. So with the NFL on the horizon coming up right now, we got to gotta talk about it. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, week one stacked starting September 7th is coming up Thursday after Labor Day. It, we're stacked. Thursday night games aren't usually good, but guess what? We got Detroit Lions versus Kansas City. Now, a couple of years ago, that's not a good matchup, but since the emergence or the, or the trade of Matt Stafford and getting in there, um, how did my brain just shut down? Wow. Well, Matt Stafford's gone, and, and they, got, they got Jared Goff. In the building, and he's they've been doing very well. Uh, Amon Ra, wide receiver, they got some really good running backs. They did use, they did lose DeAndre Swift, but they still have a stout game. I can't believe they got um, Hawkinson um, so cheap. But I think no, they lost Hawkinson, I believe, and he went to yeah, Hawkinson's in Minnesota. Oh, what am I talking about? I got that wrong. God damn. But Hawkinson was a big target for them. I guess they want to go more with Amon Ra. We'll talk about Hawkinson later signing that big deal to stay with Minnesota. But Detroit versus Kansas City on Thursday night is a good game because Detroit is looking like they might emerge as the best team in the AFC North, um, NFC North now that Aaron is no longer there. So that's going to be a great game to start off the season. They said the ticket price is starting at $200. Oh, it's ring night. Yep, in Kansas City on NBC. There's not too many snoozers next week or this Sunday coming up. Now, maybe Carolina, Atlanta, Arizona, Washington. But after that, we got Bengals in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson, like he's going to make a big comeback this year. We got to see what Joe Burrow looks like with that hobbling calf. That's going to be on CBS. Baltimore and Houston might be better than you think. Houston looking like they're trying to do something. But Baltimore, you're going to see this is the first game of the campaign for Lamar Jackson with his new squad. We want to see them. And this game is going to set the tone, should set the tone for his MVP season. Um, Jacksonville, Indianapolis might be a snooze fest. But then after that, San Francisco, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's trying not to be in a cellar of the AFC North. That is probably the toughest division in football. Tampa Bay, Minnesota, it's going to be a competitive game. Minnesota's not going the right direction. And Tampa Bay, they're kind of peddling water. We'll see what happens there. New Orleans, Tennessee, another big matchup on CBS. Green Bay, Chicago, once again, that's going to be a battle for that NFC North. So that's also a great game. Rams, Seattle, Snooze Fest, like I said, that's probably it. Because you got Raiders, Denver, in mile high. Miami, in L.A. for the Chargers. Philadelphia, New England, another big game. Dallas and New York Giants, another big game for Sunday Night Football. So that that's those are all huge games. And then, and then Monday Night Football. The battle in New York, Buffalo versus the Jets, huge. These are all huge games. They've knocked it out the park, and that's actually going to be on September 11th, which I think is weird. 
that you're going to have Monday Night Football, you're going to have a team in New York called the Jets. I mean, it's already kind of, you know, September 11th, New York Jets. And it took a Muslim coach to turn the season around. It's just going to be crazy that you're going to have a Muslim coach that changes the direct directory, 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 trajectory. <laughs> to have a Muslim head coach is going to change the directory trajectory <laughs> of the Jets. Not that 9/11 is funny, but on 9/11 of all days, where we're at 22 years later removed from it, and you're going to have and Robert Sala, Sala the head coach as their first step of changing the trajectory of the New York Jets. I think y'all missed it there. Y'all should have had America's team playing on that day. I think it would have been better if you had, because I believe the NFC East and AFC East play each other this year, and if that's the case, they should have had Dallas versus New England on September 11th on Monday Night Football. Complete miss. America's team versus America's team. America's favorite team versus the team laid, you know, the team labeled for America's team and the team that's actually America's team, the New England Patriots, at least for the past 20 years. They should be playing each other on September 11th. How many times, how many opportunities will you get a chance to have Monday Night Football on September 11th? You missed it. Instead, you put the New York Jets because of Aaron Rodgers. I know you weren't thinking about this. I know you weren't going too deep into the archives, but you got the New York Jets held by a Muslim coach, the only Muslim coach in the whole NFL, Robert Salah, on September 11th. Can't make this up. There's no way they saw this. Oversight committee, scheduling committee, swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. You know, that's just crazy, man. Dope. Big miss on that one. Anywho, season should be great. When we talk about NFL, we have to talk about fantasy football. I have three or four drafts next week. Um, starting Sunday, and I want some help who to pick. I want somebody to go into the comments. Um, if you have Spotify, go into the comments and tell me who to pick. I'm going to have a question below. I need you guys to help me on who I should draft first. Running back, wide receiver, even a quarterback, depending on my pick position. Our picks are randomized, so I have no way of knowing. Now, this is my pet peeve. I'm gonna go, I got to talk about this for a little bit. I got leagues where the buy-in's only like 100 bucks, or really it's only 50 bucks, right? And we were changing them, lot of people wanted to increase it to 100 bucks. Inflation's up. Everybody's like, man, what, what is winning $600 going to do for me? So now they're trying to win a little bit more if they win it all. So I'm like, let's double it to 100 bucks, and everybody get a little extra money, right? Nah, I was wrong. Oh, actually, it's not even, it's not even 600. I'm sorry. It's like, it's it's 300 bucks. Yeah, 300 bucks if you win. And it's 200 bucks if you do 50. We have 12 team league. 300, 200, 100. You get to double your money if you get third place. Sweet deal, right? And out of 12 teams. And then we're like, let's increase it to 100. Then you just double that. You know, 300, 600. Cool, cool beans. Nah. 100 is too rich for my blood. What? How? Okay, listen. I don't know what kind of car you guys drive. I guess everybody's going electric, whatever. I, I drive a Range Rover. It costs me over $100 every five days to fill that bad boy up. And you telling me right now you can't swing an extra 50? Come on, man. God damn it. What's going on in the world today? Are we in that press? I mean, I know times are hard. I get it. But you knew fantasy football was coming all season. You knew all year. Since, since season got out in February, you knew that once August hit, it's time to pony up. You had how many months? August uh, August back to February. That's two to eight. Yeah, six months. Six months to save $50 or 50 extra dollars. That's six months. $50. You do the math. That's what, $8? $8 a month? And if we if we do it 100 bucks, $16? You couldn't save $16 a month. That is $4 a week. Come on, somebody. You couldn't save $4 a week. My dude, that's not even a happy meal these days, playboy. $100? $100 breaking you right now? I mean, anybody listen to this. I know some of y'all going to be listening. Y'all, y'all panties going to be in a bunch. 
But y'all making a big deal about a hundred goddamn dollars. Took you six months, and you knew it was coming. On. And then I opened up the league two months before the league started, fifty days. And you had ample time. I got dudes paying a hundred dollars in multiple leagues. What are we talking about? It should not break. Is my point. I got. I, there's other leagues people putting a thousand, five hundred dollars. That's real money. A hundred dollars is not even taking gas for most people, man. It don't buy groceries. It doesn't even cover a date. If you wanted a halfway decent date, you're going to pay 200 So what are we talking about? I'm embarrassed, man. I'm embarrassed to come and call some of y'all friends or colleagues, man. And then some of y'all complained. I said, all right, all right. So this other league, it was 12. So we took another league and made it 14. We had guys who paid in both leagues. And, and then we just didn't have enough in this league to keep it going. So instead of shutting it down or making it free, my boy AC from AC Sports Live is like, hey, brother, why don't you just move them over to the other league? I said, you're right. So that one went from 12 to 14. That makes it more competitive. So I want you all to talk about that in the comments as well. It's like, would you be in a 14-team league? Is, is that make it more competitive? That makes it where you're not going to have a lot of free agents. You better, you stuck with your team, especially since we have IR slots. I think we have two. I got to double check that. Maybe one. Yeah, I think two is in basketball. One is in football. But my point is, and I've reduced the roster. So now you don't have six on the bench. We have five on the bench now. So you have 16 roster spots. We start 11 in this league. So my point is, you have all that going on. 14 slots. So the other one, I'm like, okay, I'll reduce it to 10. So that's how I put it to 50. The two guys really, one guy just left the chat group. I'm like, damn. He's supposed to be the sportsman. Sportsman, Ronald Durant. <laughs> I know you're probably listening, brother. I'm making fun of you. You just left. You got your panties in a bunch of left. Quick. I know you're in like 13 leagues. That $50 is really breaking you, brother. But my point is, is that if I put you back in the league, and I said, hey, bro, we rock, we reduce it to 50. And I got nothing. My other boy, my boy, I ain't gonna even I ain't gonna say your name because I know I, I don't I don't wanna, you know, we go to church together. I wanna know, you know, we brothers, you know what I'm saying? And when you went this, we went on this whole rant. I was like, bro, if you ain't got it, just say that. But he was like, no, 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 it's about, about God. I don't feel like risking and losing. He had all these excuses. I'm like, brother, man, come on, man. Just it's just fifty dollars, man. If you ain't got it, just say it. But he claims, you know, but then when I reduce it to 50, he said, if you do 50, I'll do it. That's okay. So I reduced it to 50 a week ago. He has yet to pay. What are we talking about? Like, what are we talking about, man? So at the end of the day, man, I don't know what's going on in our economy right now where people just can't pay, you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks to be... In a fantasy league, man, it's all really for fun. We just it, we do the money just to ensure that we're going to be competitive. We don't want any bye weeks. That's it. We want everybody to compete. We want the best to win. We want to make sure we can watch our games and cheer for our our players. And it just makes the NFL season more exciting. And when there's money on the line, it just amps it up a little bit. It just put money in the pot. It's it's it's, it's like lottery almost. It's just with higher odds. That's all it is. So. I don't get it, man. So um, I know how it is in free leagues, and it's just not as fun. You got guys who don't even show up, or they, they, they're busy. Oh, well, I forgot to adjust my roster. You ain't doing that if you're paying money. I don't care if it is only $50. You're going to pay more attention. If you pay $100, you are going to pay a little bit more attention. If it was up to me, we'll have a $250, $500 buy-in league, maybe $300. I would. That's what I would do. That's not a lot of money, y'all, especially if you got six months to save up for it. Y'all think y'all think it's a lot of money. It really ain't. You don't even pay a card. No, three hundred dollars is nothing, and it's for the whole season. It's not every month. You paying three hundred dollars for six months of football. You got six months of non-football to save up and do it. Just put the money in the bank. Put your, you know, if you do three hundred dollars for six months, man. Come on, man. What is that? Fifty dollars a month? Ten dollars a week? Come on, man. Let's do it. It's not really that much. Like to put away. You know, $10 a week. Come on, man. $12 a week. Not a lot. When you break it down like that, just take, it's just priority. We could totally do it. Y'all just want to do it. Right now, we're doing $4 a week. Can't do $4 a week. Come on, man. What are we talking about? Anyways, man, getting off of that. I can talk about that all day. All day long, I can talk about that. Um, we, we was on here a week ago talking about our baseball picks and whatnot. And, um, you know, my Dodgers, they're a regular season team. I have no faith in them winning at all. But I did pick them to go all the way to the, the World Series. They're still pretty hot right now. I think Mookie could easily win um, MVP of the National League. 
and then um, you can have Shohei Itani from the Angels out here. But see, the thing is, he might not win it because his team is six games below 500. So when you have that as the case, how do you possibly win MVP? I don't know how that works in MLB, but I know it doesn't work the same way in the NBA and NFL. If your team sucks, you ain't winning jack. You ain't winning nothing. So I like the way this new format's going because you have teams like the Minnesota Twins and the and the and the Royals. The Orioles, I'm sorry. The Orioles haven't been good since Kyle Ripken Jr. So for them to be doing this, it, it, it's a testament to the way the game is being played right now. So um, And I'm actually going today with my family to go see um, the Dodgers. So I look forward to that game. It's, it's considered the Laker Day or, or Mamba Day. We get we all get free Mamba jerseys with the eight on the front, the 24 on the back, and, and, and different colors. I think it's like a black and gold. Um, so I look forward to getting that special, special jersey. I hope it has it in my size. That's the only thing. I might have to just get it and hang it up and not wear it, but I'm sure they'll have it in my daughter's size. So it's going to be great to have that there. So MLB is showing up. We'll talk more about it when the playoffs start. Right now, we just keep it pushing. Are you tired of spending your entire weekend at dealerships only to feel as if you got a raw deal? Don't you hate all the back and forth and haggling for countless hours? Imagine this. While you're at work or having dinner or just enjoying life, the people at Pure Diamond Auto are working a great deal on your behalf. With Pure Diamond Auto, they have a team of former sales and finance managers who know all the tricks of the trade. Call 562-PDA-7888 today for a free consultation. That's 562-732-7888. What can I say? I love PDA. All right, you already know what time it is. It's my favorite part of the show. It's the happy birthday, so let's go. We got Honey Boo Boo. She's turning 18 already. Good Lord. Mano, the rapper Mano, turns 50. And Jeff Hardy from the Hardy Boys turns 46. Jack Black turns 54. And Kevin Herter in the NBA turns 25. And Mickey James from WWE Hall of Famer turns 44. Tyler Jackson, she's from Family Reunion. She turns 22. Jeff Green, Uncle Jeff from the NBA turns 37. And Richard Gere turns 74. Shania Twain turns 58. Jalen Brunson from the New York Knicks turns 27. And Brittany Mahomes, that's Patrick Mahomes' wife, she turns 28. Jennifer Coolidge, she's Stiffer's mom. Stiffer's mom, Jennifer Coolidge, turns 62. And Larry Fitzgerald turns 40. Leanne Rimes turns 41. And Adrienne Reese, that's Athena or Ember Moon from wrestling, she turns 35. Jason Priestley, that's 90210. Jason Priestley turns 54. And Ahmad Sauce Gardner from the Jets turns 23. Kyle Massey from That's So Raven, her little brother, he turns 32. And Zendaya turns 27. Luis Guzman, he's from Narcos and so many other shows. Luis Guzman turns 67. The Lakers, Cam Reddish turns 24. And Dr. Phil turns 73. Um, Dante Bosco, that's Rufio, Rufio from Hook. He turns 48. Patrick Cloud, he is the big-time YouTuber. He turns 34. Chanel West Coast turns 35. BB Rexa, she turns 34. And Selena Johnson turns 47. Gloria Esteban, she turns 66. And Cameron Diaz, she turns 57. Harvey Levin turns 73. And Keanu Reeves turns 60. Trevor Jackson, he's from Mixtus. I'm sorry, he's from Bronish. Trevor Jackson turns 27. Franz Wagner, he turns 22. Hayek turns 57. And Cameron J. Wright, he's also from Family Reunion. He turns 18. Cat Williams, I'm a boy, Damon. Cat Williams turns 52. And Warren Buffett turns 93. Good Lord. From NCIS, Mark Harmon turns 72. And Michael Michelle, she turns 57. Mikael Bridges from the uh, Brooklyn Nets, he turns 27. Damson Idris turns 32. Chris Tucker turns 52. And Bismarck Biombo turns 31. B.I. Brandon Ingram turns 26. And Sarah Ramirez from Grace Anatomy, she turns 48. NFL Hall of Famer Terry Bradshaw turns 75. Joe Button, pump, pump, pump it up. He turns 43. And finally, 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 my cousin Melanie, she turns 35.
We have some honorable mentions. Senator John McCain passed away 2018, would have been 87. Hall of Fame baseball player Ted Williams passed away 2002, would have been 105. The King of Pop, Michael Jackson, passed away 2009, would have been 65. And finally, my baby brother, Elgin Stafford, passed away, lost his battle with mental health issues, passed away 2012, would have been 35. That's all the birthdays we have this week, guys. Now, back to our show. Uh, the WNBA. Um, it looks like it's been a two-team show this whole time. It's been the Liberty versus Aces was the first time we had two powerhouses at one time. We've always had at least two good teams. These are two iconic teams. These are two all-star teams. And the fact that Kenneth Parker had to leave the season early due to uh, foot surgery is looking like the Liberty have owned them. I think they won three of the four matches they had so far this season. And um, I, the strong pick were the Aces to return as champions. They're only better than they were last year, and they're the champs. But the Liberty have never been this good. Even when they first started, they had Rebecca Lobo. They had other players as well. I believe Don Staley played there as well. But they never had a team like this. And, and Sabrina Unescu being paired up with Stewie and others. And Janelle, who was a league MVP not too long ago. So you, 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 you put all those three players together who were all-stars on different teams just a season ago on the same team. And they're being pretty stout. Being healthy helps. AJ Wilson can only do so much. Plumlee can only do so much. I mean, the teams are both stacked, but the way New York Liberty play, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see, but people don't forget about the Connecticut Sun. They've been sitting there quiet under the radar our season. They're not far behind the Liberty, so they can stir it up as well. Don't be shocked if they knock off one of those teams in the, in the um, before the championship round. So that's going to be exciting to see. Like I said, this week we're going to breeze right through. You know, this is one of those introductory weeks before uh, season gets started. We all know that October is the mega sports month. We're about a month away from October to where all the sports are open up. That's when you have the NBA, NHL, uh, uh, MLB, NFL, all active at the same exact time. We're not there yet. We have yet to start preseason for the NBA and preseason for the NFL has just concluded. So when those things start to happen, because in October, that's when the MLB is in its playoff. So that'll be really, really good to talk about it. Then we're going to breeze right through it this week, though. Um, so we covered those sports. Um, they had an incident. We had an incident in the U.S. Open with um, Coco Golf. I don't know if you guys got a chance to witness that. I do not have the audio from that. But pretty much she was complaining with the ump because they were giving the opposition ample time to rest in between sets. And there was a penalty only one time. But they, she noticed that she said she's done it repeatedly. Um, over 10 times now what do you think about that everything we do is so easy to say oh it's racial bias oh it's racial we could easily say that or we could just have incompetent judge an incompetent judge or a judge who just felt sorry for the opposition because and the thing is um was the other player leading at the time no she was losing she was losing coco golf was um that was a whole nother situation but at the end of the day it's it, it could cramp up coco golf and it's not fair for the other player as they're getting beat on serve to take their sweet time. They don't do the same thing when they're, she's about to serve. She's serving accurately. When she's when she's receiving, then she slows down. And she's like, oh, I can't do it. Oh, give me extra time. And I, some, there's something that's to be said about that. I don't, I don't want to jump to racial. That is easy. You know, that is easy. But if it happened when she's going against another black athlete, then we'll have to see. We haven't seen that yet. So we have to pay attention to that as well. Um, not going to cover too much golf. I do want to speak about Noah, the young uh, track athlete. We could talk about Shikari. Shikari had a great comeback. That's awesome. But um, my brother AC and AC Sports Live talked about this at length, and it's been a roaring topic all through sports. Not really sports media, but sports social media. And everyone has these comparisons that seem like people that are not in the United States mainly support the argument because it bolsters their uh, rewards or awards. It's just weird that unprovoked that this track athlete will bring that up. Saying that 
his titles are considered world titles in track and field where the NBA calls themselves world champions, but they mainly play in the United States, even though Toronto, which is a North American team in Canada, not in the United States, the one outlier, do not play in the United States, but you get it. Majority of the players are from the United States, like two thirds, I believe. So they say that is a intercontinental championship, as AC would say, or a United States championship, or it's an NBA championship, but it's not a world championship. Now, um, Gowie said it best. I should have clipped that audio, but I didn't. Um, Gowie said it best. Um, I should have really clipped that 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 um, that audio. That'd have been perfect. I still might go ahead and grab that while we're talking here. So um, I'll keep talking about it so I can pull it up. But my point is, is that he's technically right in in Noah. He's technically right because what he's saying is is that the title is what's going on here the title is um not a world title because you're not going against other countries just like the olympics is considered a world title right or 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 an olympian title or gold medal or a fiba that's world but I, like I said before, a G League team can beat or be a top three team around the world if you just put the G League team against the rest of the world. So what are we saying? The top talent come to the NBA to play. So the best of the world are playing in the NBA. You can't say that for many other sports. Maybe baseball, but that's it. Not really even hockey. Like if you want to say that, hockey is a Canadian championship then. What are we talking about? Most of the players are from Canada. You see, like you see how ridiculous that sounds. And I was able to pull, I was able to find the audio from Gowie. Let's hear what the kid Gowie had to say on this topic. Let me put, put the audio up. Let me go here. The most is that I have to watch the NBA Finals, and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? The United States? Boy, what your ass just say? <laughs> United States. <laughs> Boy, I don't think you heard the question properly, so I'm going to ask it again. I asked your ass to name a league, L-E-A-G-U-E, that requires the best talent from around the world to play in this one league. I'm talking China, Slovenia, Greece, Africa, to play in this league to win a basketball championship. And your ass said, the United States. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, I got soup sharper than you. Yeah. Survey said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I ain't even gonna lie to you, bro. If that answer was up there, I would have paid you personally from the money that they gave me. Listen, I know this show is called Family Feud, but you ain't supposed to be feuding with your own damn family. Y'all gonna be beefing about that answer. All right, so that's actually was a spoof of that Gowie did originally about what Noah Jones stated, and he was acting like he was uh, Steve Harvey in that one. So that was that. Let's see if this is the one where he actually breaks it down. I mean, perfectly in my opinion. Noah Lyle's situation is gaining a lot of traction, and I'll be the first to tell you that I did not expect for those votes to be this close when I did this poll on my IG story. So with that being said, I feel like we got to address it. We got to address it. Let's have this discussion because it's really starting to get nasty out there. I just seen some people that live internationally talk about, oh, you stupid Americans are so entitled. You think that the world revolves around you. And do. <laughs> we do. I ain't going to lie to you. you. Listen, some Americans are so damn entitled that they will travel overseas and get frustrated that a motherfucker don't speak English. So you aren't wrong by that. But this situation in particular, it's not that, bro. Noah Lyle said that NBA champions are not world champions. And with that statement, was he 100% wrong? The answer is no. Now, before the other people on the other side jump out and say, what you mean, no? Yeah, he's wrong as hell. Calm down, bro. Hear me out. What Noah Lyle said was absolutely true. The NBA is the National Basketball Association, which means it is a national league full of American teams. You feel me? follow me. The only team on the outside is the Toronto Raptors. We know this. With that being said, you're not going to see the Houston Rockets competing against New Zealand to try to win the FIBA World Cup or an Olympic gold medal. 
That's not how that works because America has Team USA where they construct a team of American players and put them out there to compete for a world championship. So based on technicality, yes, no allows is correct. Now on the opposing side, don't nobody give a damn about technicality, bro, because we're talking about the actual state of the sport overall. Which league has the best players? Which has the best competition? Which award is the most prestigious? You see, some of y'all hop into this debate talking about soccer or football to be respectful. And you talk about the Premier League and this, that, and how these other soccer leagues don't consider themselves world champions when they win. And that's cool. But soccer ain't got a damn thing to do with basketball, bro. You see, the most prestigious awards you can win in soccer, and y'all can argue amongst yourselves because I don't care that much about that sport, is the FIFA World Cup and the Olympic gold medal. When it comes to basketball, the championship is the NBA championship. A gold medal is cool, but when you talk about Michael Jordan, do we talk about his two Olympic gold medals or do we talk about his six NBA championships? Do people not try to slander Carmelo Anthony, who was a three-time Olympic gold medalist? Come on, bro. Your basketball legacy as a hooper is really determined by NBA championships. That's just what it is. The NBA has taken 120 of the best international players from 40 countries and six continents and put them into this one league. There's no opting out like the FIBA tournament that Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, and Jamal Murray currently aren't hooping in. The Olympics where you can opt out because you just don't feel like hooping this year. You see, but Giannis made sure he made his ass back in that Miami Heat series, didn't he? Why? Because the NBA championship is that more prestigious. These other international championships that people win is just a resume builder for the NBA, bro. I'm telling you. So once again, y'all can have this notion that, oh, the NBA and, and Americans are just so entitled and they feel like the world revolves around them. It's an American sport. Like, what are we doing? Basketball was originated here. It became an international thing because of the impact and how great the sport is, which is why we all can come together and watch. But at the end of the day, you can't be mad if the sport championship is the world championship because it's the most prestigious out of all the championships in the world. I mean, if Johnny got five apples, how many apples do Johnny have if he eat one? Like, come on, bro. And there you have it. I ain't got spitting that much, much more on that. That was perfectly done, my dude. Clap it up. At the end of the day, I didn't even remember the guy's name, Noah Lyles. Just that's Dowie said it, said it straight. Um, man, what a crazy week. Before we get out of here, touching a few things. Um, some movies I watched. I watched Blue Beetle, liked it. Also, too, I'm looking forward to watching some other items as well. Um, you guys got to watch the show Heal on Stars. It's really good. Um, make some time to watch that. I think I'm behind on um, the Power series or, or or Ghost or whatever it is. Was called. Yeah, I think I'm behind on that. So I got to catch up on some of those series as well. Let me know when BMF is coming back on Stars. Those are all good stuff. Winning Time is excellent. Um, Magic Johnson, spoiler alert, Magic Johnson just requested a trade because um, the coach is ridiculous. Uh, and I heard stories about it, but I was barely born when all this stuff happened. So um, it's definitely a really good show. I, those who hate on it, shame on you. It's a really, really good show. It is historically um, relevant. They add a little sauce to it, of course. It's what makes it entertaining. It's satire. But at the end of the day, it is pretty accurate with at least the events that happen or transpired. Now, in how they transpire, that may not be accurate. But once again, like I said, a satire is loosely based on the truth. So those of y'all who watch it, y'all know it's uh, one of the most story franchises in all the sports. And I dig it. Winning time is that thing. Um, I think I'm going to go back and watch Game of Thrones all over again because um, watching it the second time is getting a little bit better. I'm still don't have the balls to finish season one because of Ned Stark and I know it's coming and I think that changes it because before when I watched I said like, oh my god you know what I mean so maybe it might not be as good because I'm already like okay let me not watch this right now I try to watch Top Boy um, I can't get into it I know the new season's coming up really soon so I try to watch the old stuff and I sometimes like British films sometimes I don't I love Luther maybe because it was uh, Idris Elba I'm not sure but I really love Luther but Anywho, um, that's it. Before we got out of here, that's what I wanted to cover. Um, probably a few other things I forgot, but that's cool. Um, short show this week, like I promised you. 
Um, we'll come back hopefully next Tuesday. It's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of y'all know my father passed out too long ago, so I'm trying to deal with that. Uh, rest in peace to my homegirl, Leanne, who passed away a couple weeks ago. I'm going to her service this weekend. My boy, Charles Smith, passed away about a month ago. I'm going to his service next weekend. And it's just tough, man. We're dropping like flies. I heard a young man, um, 13 years old, out this way in Southern California, dropped dead at school from cardiac arrest. Something's going on. Something's in the air. Something's in the water. Maybe it's the shot. I don't know. I'm not really conspiracy theorist, but some for some reason, people are dropping like flies. And um, even Bray Wyatt, rest in peace, WWE Universe, you know, he dropped dead just the other day, earlier this week. So, um, man, love your own, your loved ones while you have them, man. And give them a hug and kiss and make sure every day they know that you love them. Um, that's all we got this week. See y'all next week. Appreciate y'all. Until next time. We do not have the rights to this music.
my day, so I'm gonna keep it black, but I'm gonna keep it brief. I am back, everyone. Yes, yes, you are all welcome. I genuinely hope you enjoyed my substitute teachers, but it's time to get back to your regularly scheduled programming. So let's get into it. White people will do anything, and they ought to be shamed, but they not. If you haven't been tapped in, then you might not know that apparently the movie The Blind Side was all a lie. The story we've come to know, based on the life of retired football star Michael Orr, was actually manufactured by the Tui family and turned into an Oscar-winning film. Why y'all like to award Oscars to movies about black people needing white people is another conversation for another day. <laughs> The movie had a great concept and could have been based on a great story had it depicted Michael Orr's own incredible journey from the Tennessee foster care system to playing D1 football at Ole Miss. But instead, it's mostly about Leanne Tui and her white saviorism, except in real life it more so seems like she was hitting a lick instead of saving somebody. While the film rests on this act of altruism of adopting Michael Orr into the Tui family, in real life these people coerced him into signing a conservatorship, putting them in complete control of his money. See, the Tuis did not take Michael in until he was 18 years old, which is past the time of legal adoption. This was also the year before his senior year in high school, which is around the time high school athletes commit to collegiate teams. And if you recall from the movie, the Tuis themselves were Ole Miss alum. So the NCAA said it would be best for Michael to be legally attached to them if he was going to play at Ole Miss so they didn't seem like boosters. And I'm not talking about figuring out which mom is bringing the Gatorades to which game. I'm talking about boosters that act as third parties to financially support athletes or funneling athletes into teams. And when the Tuis brought the conservatorship papers to Michael, they explained it away to him as something like an adoption to satisfy the NCAA's requirements. And what we also remember from the film is that Michael was behind the learning curve. Having been in the foster care system for 11 years, families and teachers kept passing him on to the next person and nobody made it a point to share that he needed help until he got into this Christian school. I say all that to say, even if they thought they could manipulate Michael into thinking this was an adoption, why did they go and tell everybody else it was an adoption? There's a lot to unpack here. Number one, black people have been tricked into signing some shit under the pretense it was some other shit for decades following the reconstruction because up until the reconstruction it was illegal for us to read. Black people have been caught into signing their life away to work peonage debt they did not owe. Con out of their land, conned out of their uteri, conned into syphilis experiments because they didn't understand the papers in front of them. Number two, you wanted everybody to believe you adopted him because you wanted to be perceived as a good white person while actively practicing being a bad one. <laughs> Because according to Michael, he was coerced into signing away the right to negotiate contracts to the Tuis, who were also then able to make a deal for the film where they and their two biological children each made $225,000 and a 2.5% share of net profits from the film, a film that ended up grossing over $300 million and 14k a piece from the book. And what's crazy is that you use this story as a method to further justify this conservatorship by painting the picture that Michael could not take care of himself without you. There's a scene where the Tuis' youngest son, SJ, is supposedly teaching Mike how to play football with food condiments, when in fact Michael Michael had been playing the sport for years and had already been recognized for his talent. There's also a scene where Leanne shows Mike his room and he says, oh, I've never had a bed before. Never? Never is nuts. But the guys of white saver shit will do it for y'all every time. It's your blueprint. It's your modus operandi, if you will. The concept was popularized from a poem written by Rudyard Kipling about the Philippine-American War, entitled The White Man's Burden. But white saviorhood was in fact the key tenet and a justification for slavery from the jump, suggesting that blacks in Africa were going to hell in a handbasket, didn't have on no clothes or civilization, so they needed white people to save their souls. Dang it, I forgot my Bible. I ain't never seen that in the book. And why are we talking about it? That's exactly the shit DeSantis over there in Florida and the people over there in Arkansas are talking about spewing lies saying the slaves learn new skills. The fuck was a resource poor society gonna teach an agricultural society about agriculture? That's why you went over there and got them in the first place because y'all couldn't do what y'all was asking them to do. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, the poem's rhetoric became synonymous with imperialism and served as a bomb to soothe white people's egos as they raped and pillaged foreign lands for profit. And in keeping with the same ideology, Leanne and Fran said, let's save this big black boy who just happens to be an extremely talented athlete and funnel him through our alma mater. And because we invested money into getting him there, we feel completely entitled to trick him into signing away his rights. Oh my God, it's it's the philanthropy for us, really. Her husband, Sean we had the nerve to say the other day that they were devastated to hear of a lawsuit and that it's upsetting to think that they would ever make money off any of their kids. Huh? That's what you did. And it's interesting to me because if you know making money off your kids is bad enough to make that statement of deflection, why would you do it in the first place? Y'all be so quick to say, I'm not racist. I'm not a big, I'm not exploiting a black body just like they did in the olden days. It's just a conservatorship. Stop playing on his top and run Big Mike his coins. Oh, <laughs> y'all got your shirts yet? Y'all got your hats? They going up. Check your emails for the code. Another week, another soapbox. Thank you, Lynn Renee, for um, dropping that information. Um, I never really liked the movie, The Blind Side. I, I knew something was up with it. Something didn't sit well in my spirit. See, based upon the information I've known throughout history in this nation, around the world, especially this nation, although I, I, um, I couldn't see it 
it didn't make sense to me how a family would see randomly this big black boy and say, let's make him our son. We feel so bad for him. And even with the Angelina Jolies of the world who want to sit here and is adopt people from all over the nation, it feels like to me, it's like having a pet. What I mean by that is that that culture loves to have pets, like to show their dominance over different animals. And even in this country, it looked at black people as three fifths of a human. They made it seem as if we're less human or not fully humans, we're animals. So it's like, is that even when I originally looked at it, it's like, is that their pet? He's their big pet black boy, black man. Look at, he's huge. And it didn't sit right with me. It didn't make sense to me. It's one thing to, to do like this is us and adopt a young black boy because of the situation and the circumstances. That's different. That to me is more probable. But to get this 18 year old, huge, large black boy to move into your home and then the way they presented it, like they were being his savior, like they were doing out of the kindness of their heart. If that's the case, you guys are so successful. Why don't you open up a, a foster care and just adopted a bunch of young black boys, underprivileged children. But no, you chose him for a reason. You looked at him like, look at that large specimen, specimen of a male. How much can we profit from him? Not from telling the story, but having that sort of guardianship over him. What could we do with that? Like, you're not going to do this if there wasn't some sort of fiduciary, whatever, some sort of financial gain towards you. You're not doing it out of the kindness of your heart. And I knew that going in. And yes, it changes. The story changes if it's a black family versus a white family. Because you can't tell me that white people feel that comfortable around black people, especially large ones. They feel very threatened by them. You see videos all the time of the police. They'll see a white man and a black man fight and they'll separate them and pepper spray the black one. That was something circulating just the other day on the internet. We're looked at as a threat. It's the reason why we could be running from the police and get shot in the back while a white person they have to tackle them to the ground who has, who are armed. We're looked at as a threat. So you're telling me this huge, huge, I'm talking about 300 pound, 18 year old black man. They felt no threat. They wouldn't feel threatened at all. They just went ahead. They just did out of kindness of their hearts. I, I don't believe it. Racism is still so prevalent in this world, not just this country. They have videos circulating right now where you can see two blind men reaching for an arm for someone to walk with them. And they shrug one off and allow the other one to, to hang onto their arm. Guess which one is black? Guess which one is white? And in some cases, they have the white man going up to a black person. They first, a black woman, she shrugs them off like, what's this? And then she has the compassion to say, oh, he needs my help. Let me help him. No one's threatened by the white male or the white person. Even though they're the ones who are the biggest detriments to society. They're the ones who are the biggest detriments to this democracy. They're the ones who's thinking about trying to overthrow the government. They're the ones with AR-15s going to the schools shooting up babies. But for some reason, we're programmed not to be threatened by them. We're programmed to be threatened by the big black guy. We're programmed to believe that the black woman is, is just loud and noisy and obnoxious. This is how we're programmed. To every day where I feel as if I have to change my vernacular just to go ahead and exist in this society so someone's not afraid of me. Because I'm six foot three, 270 pounds, I gotta crouch down so people are not afraid of me. I have to tell a joke, I have to smile. I have to, I have to talk with a certain dialect so I can sound quote unquote educated when the police pull me over for God knows what reason. So no, I never bought it. So I never, it never sat well with me. I never liked the movie. I don't like those type of movies where it seems as if they are saving us from something. Where they are the ones who took from us the most. They're the ones who removed us from our homelands and took us of our identity and changed our religions and changed our beliefs, robbed us of our last names and our culture, where we had to start anew. You don't know how damning that is. We forget about Jim Crow laws and all the different segregations and, and all the different racial things that's happened over the years and even slavery. Just understand how huge it is to remove people, uproot them, and remove their history from them. To take someone's identity is huge. The mental F that this country has done to black people, it's, 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 it's amazing that they're able to rebound to the way they were, to where they are, and the positions they are in power. Like, it's something about this melanin that they know that I don't believe that many black people know about that's got power behind it. And until we're able to discover that and investigate that further, 
that we're going to continue to be targeted, to be killed, wiped out, Planned Parenthood, mass incarcerations, lynchings, and then also flooding the streets with alcohol and drugs and guns. We can kill each other off. There's a reason why we're still only 10, 12% of this nation. There's no reason why we shouldn't have more. Just based on idiocracy alone, when, when people are in impoverished areas, they tend to have more kids. But for some reason, only the black people and some brown people are the ones killing each other off. They have stuff in our food that makes us more sterile. I mean, these, these, are, these, these aren't made up. It, there's something behind holding back people of melanin. There's something behind saying, I'm only going to care about you if I can profit from you. Your job in this country is only to entertain me. That's why they don't want to get paid all the money and everything else get pushed down. They, they don't look at you as equals. You don't look to be a physicist or doctor. If you have a black doctor, you're probably afraid. Like, oh my God, oh, why, why do I have this? Who, who are you? You feel more comfortable with someone with brown skin from another country and last name is Gupta. These are the facts. It is what it is. I could go on and on in this topic, but I'm quite tired. We'll probably revisit this another time. Until next time. You can win As long as you keep Your head to the sky Be optimistic Well, that's it this week, guys. Another great week, another great show. All right, all right, all right. I appreciate y'all for rocking with me once again as we rock it into season five. We are going to go video, guys. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. Um, the music selection this week was over and over by Nelly and Tim McGraw. Get us some spins, get us some spins. That's the time to tune. Go ahead and enjoy that. Remember, if you like the show, like it. And of course, of course, share. And of course, of course, subscribe. Now it's time for our final word. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband in is the head of his wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or in any blemish, but holy and blameless. And this same husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He loves, he who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. Ephesians 5, 21 through 29. Remember, spread love, share love, embrace love, for God is love. Until next time, peace. Just sing ahead and you'll be inspired to reach higher and higher.